Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Center. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe. With locations in Burbank and Darien, visit chuckscafe.com and seatgiant.com. Use promo code MADHOUSE at checkout to save. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Navo. Welcome into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. My name's Jay Zawoski, solo tonight on the postgame as the Hawks lose again their eighth loss in a row tonight to the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, a 3-2 loss at the United Center. And while these postgame shows have been uh, a little bit bleak, a little bit dire, a little bit negative, um, tonight's is going to be a little bit different because I think for the better part of 60 minutes, the Blackhawks did everything they needed to do to win this game. Yes, there were a couple mistakes that led to Anaheim goals. There were also some odd bounces that led to Anaheim goals. But when you look at the the big picture of this game, if the Blackhawks play like this most nights, 
I think you'd have to expect them to be pretty successful. How about the last two minutes of the game where the Hawks have an empty net doing literally everything right? Every guy's in the right position. They're moving the puck well. Uh, they're moving the puck with precision. Guys are in front of the net. They're getting shots through and just cannot get the puck to go in the net. This team tonight was as snake bit as I've ever seen. You've got to give credit to John Gibson, who played outstanding. But you get a goal from Duncan Keith, his first of the season and first in 27 years. Brandon Sod gets on the board with a goal. All in all, I thought it was a very solid performance. But this is what happens. See, when you have a team that's probably a little bit fragile mentally right now because of the way things have gone since the All-Star break and, quite frankly, how they were going before the All-Star break. When things start to fall apart, they fall apart quickly. And we saw that. The Hawks had a 2-0 lead. You were feeling good. Keith is on the board. Seabrook's on the board. All of a sudden, the Ducks get two goals back real quick. And you could just see it. You could physically see it on the faces and in the body expression of the Hawks players after that. Like, really? Does every mistake we make have to end up in the back of the net? And that's how it seems. And that's if I'm going to be negative about one thing real quick, it's going to be Anton Forsberg. Because... Look, losing Corey Crawford, that sucks. And I heard Sam Fells from uh, Faxes from Uncle Dale, uh, follow him on Twitter, at Real Fans Program, uh, mention that any team that loses their all-star caliber goalie is going to struggle. And he's totally right. He's totally right about that. But you need Anton Forsberg, who's an NHL goalie, making an NHL salary, to occasionally make a big save. I'm not blaming this loss on him. None of the goals were particularly soft tonight. They weren't. But when your team's up against it and they've been playing like ass like the Hawks have been and they just need two points, they just need two points, make a big save. Make a stop you have no business making. And sure, the better goalies do that more often, but God, there was nothing that is worse and more debilitating than every time you make a mistake it ends up in the back of your net and that's how it felt tonight meanwhile the Hawks were generating quality chance after quality chance in this game and not getting rewarded and you saw it you saw them several times in this game uh visibly frustrated visibly frustrated by their lack of ability to just finish to put the puck in the net and it just it wears on you and it grates on you and tonight I really I know this may sound cheesy, it may sound corny, but I actually felt bad for the Blackhawks tonight because you know these guys want to win. We have enough history with this core team to know that these guys are warriors and they want to win. They want to, you know, be successful. They're used to that. That's what that's what they do. That's what the Blackhawks have done for a decade. They've been probably the best team in hockey over the last 10 years, them or Pittsburgh. So you know they got pride and you know this is hurting them deeply when you hear Jonathan Taves talk after a game you just hear it in his voice like there's nothing more to say there's nothing more I can say to you in the media to explain what's happening it's just we have to get things to go our way tonight to me was a big step in that in the right direction it really was I think this was probably the best game they've played uh in recent memory maybe even after the all-star break I know they got two they've had two wins since the all-star break but I was very satisfied with the overall play tonight. The lines were weird. Yes, that's something that we have to deal with with Joe Quenville as a head coach of the Blackhawks. But look, Tommy Wingles was out there, 
and you don't think of him as a top six forward, but he was very visible in making things happen. You know, so, you know, it's just, it's a frustrating loss. It's a really frustrating uh, outcome to a game that they probably deserve better. I think they deserve better in this game, and uh, you have to feel for them a little bit um, that they weren't able to get the two points. A couple little news items, too, I want to get to uh, before we wrap things up. Uh, Jeff Class waived and then cleared waivers, sent down to Rockford, and Jean-Francois Barube is called up and will be the backup to Anton Forsberg. I'd expect him to get a start, a start here pretty soon. That, to me, would be, uh, if they just let him sit, I, I would think they'd kind of do the same approach that they did with Forsberg and Glass and just let the two guys sort of alternate. I'm interested to see what Brube can do. Can't be worse. Could help. Can't hurt, right? Probably. So give him a look. Hawks also make a trade today. They acquire center Chris DiDomenico, from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for Vili Polka, defenseman Vili Polka. James and I have talked at length about Vili Polka uh, over the last few years, especially on this this season when it seemed like this would be his real chance. And, man, he just never got a chance to play for the Hawks. And uh, t- I think if you're Vili Polka today, you have to be sort of kicking yourself for a missed opportunity. There were a couple camps you didn't come in in shape for. He never really took the initiative to take that next step in his career. Sure, maybe the Hawks could have given him a look and given him some playing time, and maybe they would have seen more. But you have to earn it, and I know that's old school, and I know you know, you, you might want to just stick with the science, stick with the metrics, whatever, but you've got to play well enough to earn a shot at the NHL. The NHL, is no one's entitled to a shot in the NHL. Billy Polk is no exception. So when that trade was made today, a lot, a lot of the reaction I saw was, well, the Nick Luddy trade's officially a loss, and that's true. That's true, but a lot of these trades, guys, I want you to remember, when you're forced to make a deal because of the salary cap, you're going to get screwed. You're probably going to lose that deal. That was the case with Nick Luddy. The Hawks had to clear up salary. They weren't going to be able to resign him, so they had to trade him. Obviously, they didn't get it as much as they expected in the trade. When they made the trade, Billy Poco was sort of the part that everyone was saying, all right, in a couple of years, you know, this guy could be something. He's a good prospect, young kid, blah, 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 and it just didn't pan out. But I think any team at that time that was trading with the Islanders would have asked about Billy Poco. I know I'm doing hindsight's 2020 and blah, 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 and I'm not, I'm not trying to let Stan Bowman off the hook here, but uh, point being – that when you're making a, a cap trade instead of a um, you know a deal just strictly to make the team better, chances are you're not going to win that trade. So, um, yes, they lost the Letty trade. It's not really close at this point unless Chris DiDomenico turns into the next uh, Marion Hosa, which I don't think is very likely. Um, it's definitely a loss. So it's tough. It's tough. It's just... You know, I, I don't know what that me move means as to how the Hawks are going to be uh, during the trade deadline. I would expect guys like Lance Boma and Tommy Wingles to be dealt. There's no reason to keep those guys here uh, when the playoffs are not going to happen. They're not going to happen almost certain certainly. So might as well get assets for the, the movable pieces you have. I think I'd still be surprised if anyone, if any big names get moved, but you never know. 
you never know. Sam Bowman and uh, Joel Quenville both kind of know that they're they're both, I would say, on the hot seat. I think that's fair to say. So uh, maybe Bowman knows that. And maybe Bowman's going to make a big deal here at the deadline. Who knows? We're going to find out in a couple weeks. Um, actually, a week from Monday is the trade deadline, I believe. Monday or Tuesday. So my favorite day of the year. I'll actually be in Mesa for the trade deadline. I'm going to have to bring the mini podcast studio with me just in case something crazy happens so James and I can do a podcast. But um, I don't know. I expect it to be a busy trade deadline. I just don't know if it's going to be the Blackhawks that are busy. Um, so, yeah, you saw the first big move. Dion Phaneuf traded to the L.A. Kings uh, earlier this week. A lot of rumors around Rick Nash right now. Rick Nash will probably have a new home come the trade deadline. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Trade deadline is always interesting. It's one of my favorite days of the year. And uh, for the first time in a long time, we can see the Blackhawks being sellers instead of buyers. But that's going to do it for the postgame podcast tonight. Hawks lose 3-2 to the Anaheim Ducks in one of their better efforts in recent memory. But a loss is a loss. Two more points down the drain. And the, uh, you know, the shot at the number one overall pick, the draft lottery, those odds keep going up. So maybe that's a good thing. A couple of people on Twitter I saw said i'm just hoping they lose every game from here on out so they have the best chance to win uh that <laughs> the draft lottery we'll see we'll see i don't know if uh, i can quite root for them to lose every game because this is sort of a business for me and i need people to care um but i see the point and you want the, the fastest way for the hawks to get relevant again is to get the number one overall pick uh and take Dolan. Uh, we'll get into that, though, on a longer podcast as we go on here towards the end of the year. But until next time, thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. Again, the Hawks lose 3-2 to Anaheim next game Saturday at 7.30 against the Washington Capitals. We'll be with you after that game as well. And a quick reminder, if you're one of our Patreon donors, make sure you check out our Patreon page patreon.com slash madhouse pod make sure you log in you'll see the details on how to enter to win a pair of tickets to the hawks ottawa game on the 21st and also we're giving away two pairs of tickets to the chicago wolves rockford ice hogs game in the middle of april the last game between those two teams uh, so go to patreon.com slash madhouse pod if you're a donor if you're not sign up to be a donor and you'll find out how to enter that way. This is a, an exclusive Patreon-only giveaway. So to enter, to be eligible, you have to be a donor. Whether you want to pledge a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you're a donor and you want in, you can be entered. But you have to go to patreon.com slash madhousepod to find out how to enter. So we always appreciate your support. If you want to just send us a one-time donation, you can go to gofundme.com slash madhousepod. Like we say, every donation goes to the podcast. It doesn't line our pockets. It's so James and I can buy equipment, buy tickets to give away, uh, all those sort of things that we need to keep this thing up and running. That's what that money is used for. It is not for profit for us. Our profits come from our sponsors, come from our podcasting network, not from the listeners. So know that every time you donate a penny, a dollar, ten dollars to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. It's going for the betterment of the podcast. So with that, thanks for listening to the postgame show. Again, Hawks lose 3-2 to Anaheim. Talk to you next time on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show.